Drive gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. Just call me Is Zion gonna want out soon? Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Chunais, and today is the day where things are about to get really uncomfortable. No, this is not involving Donovan Mitchell. No, this is not involving Colin Sexton. This is involving the Phoenix Suns. I was going to, I wanted to get to this yesterday, but I decided to, of course, make it all about Donovan Mitchell because, well, um, a, the big trade did happen on Thursday, so I wanted to cover that for yesterday's podcast episode. And now today, new day, I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns, and there's nothing else going on, so we're just going to make this episode until, so how these podcasts are going to go. The reason why they're only 40, 50 minutes long is because until other news breaks where it's going to be worthy enough to talk about, well, I shouldn't just say worthy enough, but when tons of news come in that sometimes can't be covered on the side or whatever, whatever may be the case, I'm just going to talk about the topic of the day. I'm going to talk about the biggest things that are happening in the NBA currently and what we should be looking forward to in the future or in the present. So I just want to ask the question. I just want to answer the question. Should the Phoenix Suns be invested in making a trade? If so, then who? The Phoenix Suns team, uh, their offseason, I'm sorry, not team, offseason, Phoenix Suns offseason was good, but it had to be made. Um, Devin Booker signed uh, extension, that was a given. DeAndre Drain come walk, that was a given. You sign uh, deaf players, like. Uh, Josh Kogi, Damian Lee, Jock Lindell, st- guys like that, right? So nothing significant in the grand in in the picture of in the idea of well, Suns went out because they wanted to do that. Suns wanted to do those other things; those are top priorities, but it's had to be done. Those are critical; those are foundational, Right, they, they couldn't negotiate with that. They had to lock down Devin Booker. They had to lock down DeAndre. Those were... DeAndre was time-sensitive. Devin Booker not so much, but you want to deal with that right then and there. But now, when you go out to a trade, and you're like, okay, they traded for that. Like the Hawks, when they traded for DeJounte Murray and got rid of Kevin Herter. That made sense. Because now you're adding to that team. You're making it better. Suns got better death-wise Brought back to core, which was fundamental, but death wise, they got better. But now they need that player, and because a position that they struggle at, and I've noted this on previous podcast episodes, would be the forward position. Small forward is not good, it's eh, it's a mess. Not getting to a severe point, but for power forward, it's severe because you have guys like, and no disrespect, no disrespect. You have guys like Tory Craig filling that. I'm not meaning any disrespect, but you got guys like Tory Craig having that forward. And then you have the controversy of 
Jay Crowder. I'm going to get into that. But before I get into that, guys, let me just start breaking a few things down for y'all. Let me do this real quick. Let's talk about social media. Let's just get into that. No new announcements. I don't think I'll ever have a new announcement anytime soon. I don't know. To be honest, I just don't know. But you know where to find us. Coursey.com, obviously, that's the website. But uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Coursey Heat for all of them besides Instagram. Instagram's um, is Coursey Heat NBA. So it's Twitter.com slash Coursey Heat. Instagram.com slash Coursey Heat NBA. Uh, Facebook.com slash Coursey Heat. Tumblr.com slash Coursey Heat. As I explained in the prior. Uh, previous podcast episode that came out yesterday. Go watch it wherever we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever else you guys get your podcast from. Um, I syndicate my posts from Instagram over to Tumblr, so it just converts over there. It just happened because I don't go on Tumblr anymore. I don't think I have the app anymore. I may have the app. I don't know, and I don't care. But that's just that. Do you guys use Tumblr? Great. If you don't, great. But our free core uh, social media platforms that we are on are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Especially Twitter. Pardon me. For all the fast, quick, breaking new stuff. What my mind is thinking of. It's all right there. And 250 characters or less. With that being said, I got nothing else for y'all. Um, that's social media. Jumping right into today's topic and to the subject, and that is this. Should the Phoenix Suns be invested in making a trade? If so, then who? Everyone can say, oh, Phoenix Suns should make a trade. People can say, should this Phoenix Suns, but people should, I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. People ask, people can make the question, can ask the question, should the Phoenix Suns trade? People respond yes, no. But if people say yes, then it has to be followed up by, but for who? Who are they going after? If so, then who? Because everyone can say, well, this team needs to make a trade. This team needs to make a trade. This is critical. But I want everyone to understand, and I'm, and when I'm explaining this, do not think that I'm saying that I have some higher knowledge over here. I'm just saying. We need to talk about the who. We need to dive deeper into that. We need to see the positions that are, are suffering greatly or that are strong up there. Um, point power forward, small forward, the forward position. Yeah, yeah, those are struggling. Those are struggling. The three and four, they're struggling. I'm not lying. They're struggling. And this is my home team. This is the team I die for. I root for. This is where I die. This is my team. So it pains me to say that, but reality check time. The wake-up call. So they're struggling at that position. And there's free players I believe we could get. And I know some people said, can we go after because we need a point guard uh, for when Chris Paul's done. When campaign's not going to be working out. He's a good backup but not a good starter. All that. So shouldn't we go after Mike Conley Jr.? Shouldn't we go after a point guard? Uh, how, about Dennis, uh, how about Dennis Schroeder? Would he be a good fit? Like all those different things. I look at questions at all the time. I look at people suggesting that all the time. Theoretically, it could work. 
theoretically could not work. It's a what-if scenario. It's a maybe-maybe-not type chance. It's just our reality. But players that Phoenix could go after would be Bojan, Don, Bojan Dogdanovich, John Collins, or John Clarkson. Uh, the Jazz, and I've already stated this, were making the run of trying to get rid of their veterans. That would be a possibility or even a full-blown thing because if you're going to go in this mass rebuild and you're going to do it the proper way, the correct way, you have to get rid of all your other pieces and make it a true rebuild. So pretty much have a team like the Houston Rockets who can only give 15 wins when they were tanking or like the Kings when they always tanked like they've been doing for the past 16 years. That's a joke. may not be the funniest, Truth hurts. Anyways, those are free players. And I point this out to you guys. I There's no realistic way of trading Jay Crowder to the Heat one-on-one. -on -one. It may have to come into the form of a freeway trade. Because financially, the structure is there, but financially, it's not. Um, it just won't work for the Heat. And the reason why, because when you try to do that, when, because you could say, okay, wait a minute, can you just get two second rounders in return for Jay Crowder? Can't work like that. Because it just won't go through. It's an invalid trade. And I, and sometimes it's frustrating when I'm going through stuff, I'm like, Man, this will work out, but it can't because financials. But, but what do I mean by that? So when you're looking at this, and you're going to try to trade a player who's on an expiring contract, or just on contract, that's due $10 million, and you want to trade to a team, and of course I'm referring to Jay Crowder right now, and you're like, okay, I want a draft pick. Let's say you want a second rounder in 2026. Say you want a second rounder in 2028. I don't care. I'm just spitballing. You try that trade, it doesn't work. Why? It's because they're a tax-paying team. They're only able to take back 125% of the salary they're sending out, plus 100000 So, the Heat can only take back 100000 salary based on the amount they're sending out. And so when you have that, you also have to factor in that they have to cut $10 million. So when they're having that incoming trade value to make, this, to make the trade successful for the Heat, you have to cut $10 million. So it's not one of those deals where you can just send that over and you have to cut it because there's still, you have to incur some of that. You have to do some of that salary, if that makes sense. And I hope what I'm saying makes sense. So you can say, okay. Um, I could get rid of Victor Oladipo, Power Hero. I could combine that up. But I think it's really weird because you can't get rid of Victor Oladipo because he recently resigned. So you would have to wait the free month. You can't get rid of Tower Hero because that's not $10 million. And it's not like the Suns can just keep taking guys because then it's going to affect them, right? So, in a way, it's tricky. So, to make everything financially happy, you're going to ha have to make that freeway trade. But even if that was to be the case, 
financially still wouldn't work out because you would have to have teams eat salary because you still have to give up $10 million, if that makes sense. Would you want to get rid of Duncan Robinson? Well, you, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just want to say this. You get rid of Duncan Robinson, or then that can work. Because they were looking to get rid of the guard. They, they've put out feelers, I believe. I believe he was the player that they were putting out feelers for. He has been, he's making 17 million or 16.9 million per year. He's on a four year contract. You get a third team in, that works. And I've not tried this out, but theoretically it would. Because you can't say, well, I'll, the Suns will trade Jay Crowder, we'll get him Duncan Robinson and two second rounders. That wouldn't work out financially for the Suns. Why? Because it's the same concept because they're a tax paying team. And because they're a tax paying team, they can only take back 125% of the salary they're sending out plus 100000 So, the Suns will have to cut $4 million, but so not only would they have to cut $4 million from the Suns' incoming trade value, but they're, all, but they're also going to have to only take back $12.8 million salary. See where, see where it's all coming in from. It's because you have to cut this but you can't, you can only take back a certain number. So you see how that's working out. You see how that's putting everyone to a pickle. But then you have that breathing room. So if you want to send like over, and this is, I'm just, this is for example purposes only. You, you want to throw in Tory Craig maybe because of 5 million? Let's just, you got to work through this. That would become a success. Because of how I understand it and how I've been setting up all my trades is that you can send Jay Crown and Torrey Craig for Duncan Robinson two second rounders. Why? Because financially everyone's balanced. There's a there's no imbalances. It's all balanced. It's properly balanced. Properly structured. Because you have that extra six million dollars. You have that six million dollar window that you can. So if you're the Heat, you give out sixteen million, but you take back ten. You have an extra six million. Which means the Suns will have to clip four million, which you could give a five point one million dollar contract. It's expired contract, which was Tory Craig's. So you ship over the uh, you ship over Craig, boom, bada bang, it finally works out. And so the cap impact for the Heat would be reducing it. They'll be saving one half million dollars. The Suns will be incurring one half million dollars. They'll be taking on that. But that's fine because it's still financially balanced. And there's nothing significant happening there. Because if you did not put in Tory Craig or somebody that has over $4 million owed to them. And I'm working on expiring contracts right here because that only makes the most sense, right? And you can even do Cameron Johnson's, for example, because he's only 5.8. Because if you take out Tory Craig, it wouldn't be able to work. Because now they're incurring 6.7. And they don't have that. That's why they're saying you have to cut the four million. See, I hope that is making sense because the financial side works. So it's just not always uh black and white or just cut for like this player. Okay, that it has to be probably balanced between player talents. Okay, this team's not gonna accept this player because that player's obviously better or worse. I hope that makes sense. So for it to work. You would have to give up 5.1 million, 5.8, whatever it has to be. And I'm hoping this makes sense. 
I really do. Because I'm fascinated with trade. Now, I'm not, I'm not like these experts out here that knows it all about being in the front office and the money side of it and dealing with financials, all that stuff. Like, all that stuff that could be categorized into what the GM does, what the front office does as a whole, especially when doing trades. I just know the basic stuff and the stuff where I could get accepted, accepted trades. Because now the, you can even do it because I'm, I'm playing around with it right now. As I'm explaining this to you guys, I'm now just doing it. Because now if you want to send over Jay Crowder and Cameron Johnson, you can still get the two second rounders and Duncan Robinson. And this is just all for um, educational purposes only. This is just only for experimenting to demonstrate to you guys to, uh, they shared this and why it's so important. Um, so this is just all uh, example-based. This is not... Um, real stuff going on. Because real quick, I just want to do base calculations real quick. If you guys check this, uh, I know you guys can't see my screen, but I'm just looking at this because I find this fascinating. I truly do. Um, Jay Crowder plus Cameron Johnson's contracts would combine to $15.9 million. Duncan Robinson would be 16.9. So the cap impact that he would be saving eight hundred thirty thousand dollars, the Suns would be incurring that eight hundred thirty thousand dollars. I find that very fascinating. I find that I really do. I don't know why. It just does. It it just does. So we're always about those financial balances, town balance stuff like that. And again, I hope that makes sense. I really, really do. Because I I. Again, I find these really fascinating to do. That's why I love playing around with trades. That's why I love getting them out. I I really do. But I hope that makes sense, guys. So from an educational example standpoint, that's what I'm trying to drive at. Now that was very that was very um long for me to say. Well, financially they can't do it unless they go through this, and I worked around the financial difficulties, of course. But uh. But let me get back to my original point. Players that Phoenix could go after would be Bojan Dogbanovic, John Collins, and Jordan Clarkson. First, before I jump into them, I am going to backtrack with Jay Crowder because I do believe this is important to address. So let me just pull up Jay Crowder's tweet real quick that I believe he sent on August 1st. It was somewhere around August. <sighs> But it was, and I want, I want to directly say this. I directly want to throw in these quotes um, that he said. Cause I don't want to just paraphrase, but he said the change is inevitable, and he's been. I said this to you guys yesterday. He deleted his Instagram account. Why? Because of a post that he put up that they didn't believe in him, but God did or something, whatever he was saying, and then he pinned a heat comment saying just. For the heat, that the heat believes in him, that the heat should take him back. That tells you a lot. Um, where is the word? Yeah, so 8 1 2022. Okay, he said this. Then it's in all caps. Change is inevitable, growth is optional. I believe it's time for a change. I want to continue growing. 
Look, within a month period, within a month stance of that, whatever it is, within that timeline, from his Instagram post, from his Twitter post, to his Instagram post, he wants out. So this would not be betrayal. So feel no guilt if sons trade him. Feel no guilt. Feel no shame. He wants out. He wants to go back to the heat. And so you can work around that. You can work with that. You're like, okay, we have an asset. Because this is a gritty, gutty basketball player that still has a lot in the tank. He's, what, 32, 33, something like that. But it works. And you can use him as an asset. So, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because Jay Crowder has been good in his two seasons with the Suns. And I know why he wants out. I know why he wants out because his role is going to be decreased. And that's why he's throwing not-so-subtle hints that he wants to reunite with the Miami Heat. Or that he wants out. Because when he says, I want to see change. I want to continue growing. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing. But... That that makes you think. And it's like, huh, where do we go here, buddy? Where do we go he from here? Because, look, let's be honest. This is not revolutionary stuff here. This is not like, oh, okay. So, r real quick. Oh, real quick, I'm sorry if you guys heard uh, the computer, t uh, my mouse. That's just because I was pulling up some of the mock trades I already had ready for the show today. So I put down my show notes, just updating that. But a lot of stuff was going on with Jay Crowder. This 6'6 guy who's in his 30s, early 30s, his time's up. He's on expiring contract. 32-year-old, he's done. Like, he's done, done. And that's respectable, to be honest. Right? But you had to expect this was coming. Because you can't have a guy who wants to change just be there and have... Because it is, because what he means by change is he doesn't want his role to change. He doesn't want that to decrease. He wants a more increased role. And the thing is, he's an asset. So he can be used to his son's benefit. And they're pretty. I'm pretty sure they're on good terms. I have no idea what their what their relationship status is, but I think this could be a mutual. I think another player that's going to be a part of that, even though he's been up and down, but he's a good movement shooter. He can be streaky at times, but he's good when he catches fire. He can have those game uh, consistencies. He can have that mini run. Would be Wellinger Shaman. I believe Wellinger Shaman could be really good. Seriously, it's making nine and a half million for the next four years. Look, the shooting guard's got to go. The guard's got to go. Why? I have like a love hero relationship with Landry Sharon. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad, sometimes he's like, eh, he's neutral. We can't always have that. And so, real quick, I want to break this down because I believe this is important. My first trade. What I was really looking at was Suns Hawks. Because then again, look. Sure, it's not the heat, but Jay Crowder's an asset. 
John Collins is a versatile big. I want John Collins. Because. Look. The Suns are really good. Make no mistake about that. But upgrading their starting power forward. From going from Jay Crowder to John Collins. Would make them arguably the best starting five in the NBA. Around the league. Because. He's, they're adding a talent like Collins to the core of Paul Booker, Bridges, and Ames. And, of course, Cam Johnson. Um, and you also have to look at that John Collins is averaging good numbers. He's been impactful. He's, he's a floor spacer. He's averaging 18 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 block. On 55.5% from the field. Some good stats. It's really good stats. When you see a guy. Who's coming to his third season. Who's only 24. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Sure injuries have plagued him. But he's only 24. And I say let's get him. Because here's a versatile big that's willing to do the gritty guy stuff. That's getting a lot of rebounds. That could take the pressure off of Busy and DA. Especially DA because he's not the most physical guy in the world. But we're working on it. From having to always be the rebound guy. But now you can also have Collins who can get 18-8 per game. That is huge. And that is why I would see... Jay Crowder and Landry Shaman on their way out. So how I have this up, Suns receive John Collins. We give up to the Atlanta Hawks, Jay Crowder, Landry Shaman, and a 2024 second rounder. Could be debatable. That could be like a 2024, 2025, or even 2026. Ideally, I like to give it pushed back. Pearson, the draft capital for the Phoenix Suns, James Jones, he admitted it publicly. He doesn't care about it that much. He want, he wants to be in the best position. He wants to win now. And he's willing to do whatever he wants. So if it's like a 2025, 2026, 2024 draft pick in the second round, eh, get rid of it. Because for a guy like John Collins, that's perfect. Landry uh, Shamit, he's got trade value. Jay Crowder, definite trade value. That draft pick swings the deal a little bit. But just to get John Collins, that would be such a huge upgrade. I would truly love to get John Collins. I'm a John Collins fan. I think he'll be utilized better under Money Williams than he has by Nate Millen. No shot at him. Uh, whatsoever. But I believe this would be the perfect, perfect trade that complements both sides. Because the Atlantis still had defensive pieces. John Collins is good defensively, but Jay Cryer is good defensively. He's solid defensively. And you're adding pieces around Trey Young. You're giving them another versatile forward who can guard multiple spots and hit open freeze. That, that's good. Like, that is 
Jay Crowder special dude. When he's feeling it, he's going to take it beyond the arc. When he's feeling it, he's going to play good defense. Gritty gutty. That's what I mean when he's gritty gutty. And I know people are saying that you should trade Cam Johnson. And maybe you have to to get John Collins. But I would just try to give up Landry Shaman and Jay Crowder. You keep Jay, uh, Landry Shaman and Jay Crowder. You keep Cam Johnson. Why? Because even despite Cam being two years older than John and John having more experience over Cam, look. I would not want to give up Cam Johnson. You sign him. I get his own expired contract, but you sign him. You pay him. You pay him. You get rid of Jay Crowder. You get rid of Landry Shaman. You bring in John Collins, who's making $23.5 per year for the next four years. That's nothing. You pay that if he's going to give you results. And you keep uh, Cam Johnson. But I do agree if you want to add Cam Johnson to that mix. If you want to sub out a player, if you want to add a player, it does not matter. But I believe most definitely that Jay Carter's gone and that draft pick's gone. Jay Carter's going to be gone. Because now with Jay Carter wanting to become more available on the market, want to become free, well, okay, we'll go after the guy we want. So that is a definite that we can try to work. And I believe Phoenix can try to incorporate it. James Jones can try to incorporate all of that and say, well, hey, we got a talented guy here. This will benefit Trey Young. This will make your team more defensively sound. So that could be something. That could be a little more enticing. You got another shooter in there who can replace, in theory, right, in theory, um, Kevin Herter. Because here's the thing. Shymack gives Atlanta a backcourt shot maker. When a guy is... 39% on catch and shoot freeze, you get him. Come on. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to do that? So you're able to improve your catch and shoot guys. You're able to shoot, you're able to improve your defense and your offense simultaneously by giving up John Collins. And John Collins was a guy they shopped in the past. Didn't get really any offers, but it's a guy they shopped in the past. So I find it very interesting how all of this is landing. How all of this is heading. Where all of this is heading, right? And real quick, I'm going to, I'm going to get back to that, but I'm also going to get to these other trades real quick. Well, I don't mind Jordan Clarkson, because if you want to improve the guard position, the one or the two, okay. But let's say you indulge the Jazz, and you're like, okay, we'll meet your demands, and you give up, and this is your, you're going to see a constant theme. You want to get Jordan Clarkson? Okay. Trade him, Jay Crowder, and Landry Shaman, and a 2026 first rounder. They'll give up the 30 year old, because the six foot four uh, shooting guard, who is a secondary ball handler, might I add, who's good shooting, he can't do much else, really. But he's just a main shooter. Who cares? You can now take pressure off of other guys. And that could be very, very critical. And improve impactful in a positive way for the playoffs. 
has given him more experience, has given him more depth, has given him a more versatility at the shooting, at the one and two, and then you can have different capabilities, you have different strengths, Puff guys weaknesses, Puff strengths, it can work. Now, Jordan Clarkson at the age of 30 is very limited. He's, he's not the greatest playmaker in the world. He's just not. As much as people want to say, oh, well, he could do other things. Dude, he's, he's very limited. He just is. And you know that the Jazz wouldn't be upset if they got rid of him. He's just a shooter. He's shooting 42% from the field. Shooting 32% from free. But this guy's only getting three and a half rebounds. This guy only getting two and a half assists. So in the pantheon of things, and looking at the top three guys I listed out, John Collins would be better because statistically, and just knowing the Phoenix organization and watching them play, that roster, they're not a very good rebounding team. So a guy that's doing eight and a half rebounds per game versus a guy that's doing three and a half rebounds per game, you take the guy that's doing five more rebounds per game than the other that's doing three and a half, five less rebounds per game. And that's a huge difference. Because you can always have scores on your team. And that came through the death. That's why they got Damian Lee, Josh Kogi, guys like that. They got that from those aspects. They fill up some of the roster. That's why you have Cam Johnson. That's why you got Devin Booker. That's why you got all those different guys. So you might want to rely upon rebounding more. But the height's there. He's six foot four. Not, But six foot four is small when you're trying to get rebounds all the time. Like, John Collins, 6'9", has a huge difference. Five-inch different, and every inch matters. It really does. So, I would really, really, really... Look. Well, one, Jordan Clarkson, yes. Did I say that we maybe... And this was supposed to be like a joke, too. Should we announce that Suns are training for Jordan Clarkson? I want that, but only from the shooting perspective. But if we're trying to go for the rebound perspective, you go for uh, John Collins. I'm a huge John Collins fan. He can shoot, and he can rebound. He's six foot nine. You get the man. You pay the man. You do not complain. That helps. That takes the load off of DA, the pressure off of DA. It takes it off of the other guys. Tory Craig is still on the team. Um, Darius Sargent is still on the team. Different things like that. So you have to take that into consideration. So, well, yes, this is a successful trade. This can be passed through. I put them at the bottom because I'm going to get to the first trade real quick. And you guys aren't going to be shocked by who's here. But. Jay Crowder, so you got Jazz Suns again. To get Bogdanovich in a 2025 second rounder, you would give up Jay Crowder, Landry Shaman, and 2027 first rounder. Would that be a lot to get Bogdan? Maybe. But he's a 6'7 small forward who's a movement shooter and that can rebound. He has that physicality. He can be in, in those certain things and they have reached out to the Jazz about him. He's 33, so you're not getting younger, but he still has experience, right? 
He's averaging 18 points per game, 45.5% from the field, 38% from free, two assists per game, and 4.3 rebounds. He's good, but make no mistake, my number one guy that I want them to get is John Collins. But if that's unrealistic and you just can't meet their demands, or who they, how they value John Collins, you go off the boat on Donovich. So why do I have John Clark's in the mix? And well, here's the thing. It goes John Collins, Bogdan Donovich, and then John Clarkson. But those are three guys that can improve the Suns. That can help them win more games. Right? But now, here, but here, I also want to explain something. The reason why I put Jay Crowder in there was because maybe the Jazz will take the expiring contract, less money, because both for expiring contracts, but there is a $9.4 million difference, might I add. And maybe you use them for the season, you flip them. There can always be, can always be a situation. It can always be a possibility, because that trade is very reasonable, very realistic, because there's only so many ways salaries can work, finances can work, that teams will accept, right? So if that being said, you can say, well, there's only so many ways that that would work. And I don't believe a third team would need to be involved with that stuff. So the guys I'm pointing out should not require a third team, unless Jay Cards is bent on going to the Heat. But I don't think he has a no-trade clause. In his um in his contract, I don't think so. So it's not like he can dictate it, and he's not Kevin Durant's status to where he can, even though he doesn't have the uh contractual standing to do so. His name, who he is, he's like, eh, I'm not gonna go. Y'all still have to pay me anyways, right? It, it's one, it's one of those things, but. I don't think it's a no. I'm looking this up, but I don't think it has a no trade clause. Rarely do you see guys like Jay Crowder, no disrespect to him, have a no trade clause where he can. And all no trade clause really is that when you try to get it somewhere, he can veto it. So he really doesn't have that power. He doesn't. Now, nothing's indicating that he has. A yeah, nothing indicating he has that type of cause in there. Look, the Heat's been interested in Jay Crowder when they couldn't get Kevin Durant. So he, when this came out on June 30th, 2022, he interested in Jay Crowder if they can't get Kevin Durant. That's why they want a reunion. Helps when both sides are mutually going after each other and wanting each other. Now it just takes the Phoenix Suns to say, okay, that's the right price. We'll take them. And the Phoenix Suns have the higher rise here. They have the advantage. They have the upper hand. And that is so, so good. That is so unique. And that could be beneficial to them. For sure, for sure. So when you're looking at that, it's like, okay. That's why I keep putting Jay Cryer in there. Because he's an asset and teams value him. 
Now, how do I value him? I'm, I want them to get John Collins. Would it take more to get John Collins? Like, let's say you you can't get for that. Would you want to throw in uh, Cameron Johnson? Maybe. I want to do it, but if you had to, maybe, maybe not. But I would take... Look, look, look. Let's just talk about this real quick. You need to have shooters, too. Why Cam Johnson? It's not bad shooters. 26. You got de you got good you got great shooters on there, good shooters on there, and decent shooters. Look, um, I like bigs, but I also like to keep some of my core shooters. I believe Cam Johnson's one of them because when healthy, and he was for the most part of the season, besides that quad injury. They suffered after his 35-point career high buzzer-beating performance versus the Knicks. He was good. He went to a slump after being out for two weeks. I remember that vividly. Yeah, I just value bigs and shooters the same. But if I had a chance to get away with Shaman and Crowder, one guy really wants to be done. The Shaman experience, that experiment's over. I'm done. I've sounded off on Andrew Shaman a lot. I've praised him a lot. But he's done. I'm not going to glorify this guy anymore. Done. Get out of here. I want John Collins. And if that's what it takes, I will want that. Because I will actually personally be okay with that. I would advocate that hard if I could get John Collins for two players of that caliber and a draft pick that's mediocre. To say the least. So that's where I'm coming from. That's where I'm standing. That's where I see things. So, I've answered the question. Should the Phoenix Suns trade? Should the Phoenix Suns be invested in making a trade? If so, then who? You go after John Collins. If you can't get John Collins, you go after Bogdanovich. And if you can't go after him, get another shooter. Like Jordan Clarkson. Why? Because while he's a pain to go up against, I wouldn't mind having him on my team. Same goes with Patrick Beverly. Hate the guy. He's a pain to go up against. But I wouldn't mind having him because he's on my team. He's a great defender. He plays mental head games or whatever, mind games. It's all good. Give him arch. Why the Clippers liked them when they had him, even though we still defeated them in that postseason when DeAndre had the alley oop and all this. Stuff was going on. All that greatness. That's why other teams like him. That's why the Lakers traded for him. Or at least concluded him on a package, right? But I found it very interesting. So do not sleep on John Collins. That would be a costly mistake. That would be a significant mistake. Uh, that's not a little bit of a mistake. That's a lot of bit of a mistake. You go after John Collins. And I get it right now. That Bodanovich, that the rumors are flying around that the Suns are making real deal calls to the Jazz. But don't be surprised we're also probably calling it's not been leaked yet or rumored to be leaked yet of him going to, of 
John Collins coming out of Atlanta to the Valley. I'm saying some calls are being made. Some of these options are being looked at. So do not think that this is over just because Bogdanovich calls are being made. They're just feeling the water. They're just testing it. Understand that. So, yeah. So you guys better believe I'm backing John Collins. Bogdanovich, he's just there for rebounding and kind of shooting. But yeah, there, there's a lot of moving pieces going on right now. There's actually a lot of moving pieces right now. But delays from Jay Crowder, and you always knew Jay Crowder may not be end finishing his contract, his rich contract, his time back in 2020, for like $30 million or whatever, with the Suns. You knew that, was, that could have been a possibility. It's not looking like reality, because you just see like a change is going to be there. And he's being not so subtle anymore. So, see him be traded and either Bogdanovich or uh, John Collins comes. But I believe that the Suns would benefit more from John Collins than they would from Bogdanovich. My personal, my personal take, one's a heck of a, a lot younger, one's a more versatile big who can shoot, who can rebound, who can be greedy gutty, like Jay Crowder. One has more height on a guy. And to me, it's more appealing. And it seems like he could be molded by the Monty way, by the Sun's way, by the Valley way, or whatever you want to call it. So, guys, with that being said, that's all I got. There's my top three guys. Again, Number one goes John Collins. Number two goes Bogdanovich. Number three goes Jordan Clarkson. All good players, but of course, I'm going to show that favoritism towards uh, John Collins. I like Collins. I really do. And I hope that the Suns make a real effort to go after him because I believe that it would benefit us in ways that many are seeing right now and aren't seeing right now. I really hope calls are being made. There's speculation. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't see. I just don't see the Suns passing up on John Collins. I'm a John Collins fan, but it just depends what the Hawks are asking for. If they're asking for too much, go into Bogdanovich. I'm going to keep talking about this, guys. And in later podcast episodes, I'm going to keep it rolling. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to take Sunday off. Y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll check y'all back on Monday. And for Monday, Tuesday, then we'll be off for Wednesday, Thursday. Be back on for Friday, Saturday. And just continuing that cycle. Oh, real quick, I'm going to have more concrete information. But I lied. Emergency podcasts are probably going to be made. Or emergency articles, either or. Either way, um, some changes are just going to be happening because, well, I'm going to be in California. I'm going to be having a vacation coming up. And next weekend, so from, like from Friday to Monday, I'm going to be in Cali. 
I'm going to be enjoying myself with the family. I'm going to be pretty much unplugging from everything. So, if you guys do not see podcast episodes, I know I'm going to come out with announcements. So don't y'all worry if you're not listening to this podcast. But for everyone that's listening to the podcast episode right now, that's where we're at. Um, I'm going to, again, I'm going to say it on Monday. That's going to be Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Hope they're enjoying their Labor Day Sunday. Or, um, not Sunday, uh, weekend. Please tell me if Labor Day is this. Please, please tell me that. Um, hold on. Oh, thank goodness. I did get that right. Okay. Never mind. I did get it right. But, yeah. I'm excited. So, with all that being said, peace out, y'all. I'll see you Monday, Labor Day. I'm not canceling the podcast for that because I have a break coming up. Plus, who wouldn't want to listen to me while they're enjoying their Monday? Until then, I'll see y'all later. Remember, text me 602-791-2108. As of course, he text on DM me. I'm ready for conversations. I'm ready to debate anyone on anything. I'm just ready to see what y'all have to say or what y'all want to know and within the future or any topics that you want me to discuss. Until then, I'm signing off. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Those are the free places, free core places where you can find us. Remember, Twitter's the place where all the information comes out first. Then it trickles down to all the other social media platforms. Until then, guys, I will see you Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Peace out.